Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Hi, Bruno J. This is Season 13, Episode 5. I want to talk today about an idea that uh, is still hanging around, and it's still a problem for many people, and that is not everyone can recover. So I've entitled this podcast, this episode, Recovery is, is for Everyone. Just in case you thought you or someone like you or someone not like you at all, an other, could not recover from a deadly serious disorder like addiction, I want you to think again. And just in case you believe, as many mistakenly do, that an addict or alcoholic needs to hit bottom before he or she wakes up and makes themselves ready to accept help, you are waiting for some magic to happen that may never materialize. You could watch a friend go down and down. You could witness the self-destruction of your own son. You could agonize over whether or when your loved one will make the decision that will change his direction and save his life and your sanity. It doesn't have to be that way. You can and you should try to intervene, and one of the best tools is to go and order the book called Love First by Jeff and Deborah J. They will not only teach each of you the language of the addict and alcoholic, but they will guide you on how to go about organizing an intervention, even if you decide to hire a professional. The good folks at Shatterproof.org have provided us with a roadmap of the recovery process to give you a sense of what the typical path to success really looks like. So here are five major milestones to look at for the family or for the addict or alcoholic himself. The number one stage is pre-contemplation. At this stage, someone might be aware there's a problem, but they place uh, blame on something else. Genetics, trauma, an abusive childhood, mental illness, a bad marriage, instead of acknowledging that they have a disease. Number two, contemplation. Someone in this stage may be aware there is a problem, but they feel hopeless because they struggle to imagine a solution. They're not ready to make a change. They have not actively sought out any form of help or information. Not quite yet. Number three, preparation. Someone, the mom or the addict himself, begins making plans to change things. Because they are not convinced things will go better or that their plan might work, they are ambivalent. Someone or something provokes a profound change in their thinking. Perhaps this stage is best expressed as, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Number four, treatment. Many times treatment is the shortest path of the recovery journey because it is simply put the stage where one makes a U-turn from addictive thinking and behavior to a healthy way of living. It's not unusual for treatment in the formal sense to take 30 to 60 days. Number five is recovery. This final stage is where the active recovery occurs, and it really doesn't end. 
People on this stage initially need a lot of support, then actively find and use the tools to grow as humans in recovery, which is the whole point. Shatterproof goes on to say this, while not everyone will experience relapse, some people do. Relapse does not mean failure. In fact, experiencing recurrences and symptoms is normal, just like any other chronic illness. This is why harm reduction practices are so important. So exactly what is harm reduction? According to the NIH, the U.S. National Institutes of Health, harm reduction helps people who use drugs avoid negative effects like infection or overdose. But it's also more than that. In addition, many understand harm reduction as a way to meet people where they are with kindness and respect. Harm reduction puts people first. This movement is centered on respect and compassion rather than coercion and punishment. There are several core principles, including meeting people where they are, encouraging any positive change, and including people with lived experience of addiction and drug use as leaders and decision makers within harm reduction spaces. Harm reduction is really a soft form of intervention as it allows people with substance use disorders to create their own goals. For some, Abstinence may be their goal. For others, it may be to first reduce use or stop one substance entirely without swearing off others. Goals don't have to strictly apply to substance use and can include things like reconnecting with family or finding stable housing. All kinds of goals for positive change are welcome and embraced in harm reduction spaces. This helps empower patients and increases their chances of success. Many harm reduction programs are currently operational across the U.S., and other countries. Here are a few examples. Naxalone, also known as Narcan, is a safe, easy-to-use medication that can reverse an opioid overdose overdose, and save a life in minutes. Fentanyl test strips can help people understand if potent, life-threatening fentanyl is unexpectedly present in their supply of heroin, pressed pills, or cocaine. Syringe services programs, SSBs, give people who inject drugs a place to safely discard syringes and acquire new ones. The majority of SSPs offers referrals to medication-assisted treatment, and new users of SSPs are five times, that's five times more likely to enter drug treatment programs than those who don't use the programs. So some of this stuff is very effective. Safe consumption sites, for example, called SCFs, or overdose prevention centers, OPCs, provide a legally sanctioned space into which individuals can bring their own drugs and use them under the supervision of a medical staff who are always prepared to administer overdose reversal drugs if necessary. Studies show, again, that OPC clients have an increased likelihood of initiating addiction treatment. Harm reduction does not enable drug use. Instead, it replaces coercion with compassion. Research shows that involuntary addiction treatment is not effective and can increase the risk of an overdose. Research also shows that harm reduction programs keep drug use and paraphernalia off the streets. Now, that's a good thing. They're more often than not, they, these programs, more often than not show a decrease in crime rates and save communities money and and some lives. So this is some new thinking that is getting a lot of pushback from reactionaries who still believe that addiction and alcoholism are just matters of morality or character. But the only answers they have are always the same. Throw the book at them. Criminalize all drug use and punish the offenders. Treatment? Ha! Treatment doesn't work worth a damn. They will just take their parents' money and go back out there as soon as they're out. And some hardcore addicts will never recover anyway. 
Let them sleep in the streets for all I care. Of course, these hardliners don't take into account that the majority of those who have recovered successfully have relapsed at least once, and many have done so several times before they got it right. The song goes like this. It's a long and winding road, and it is indeed for all, and I mean all who end up in treatment or in some form of recovery, outpatient, intensive counseling, or even just walking into a 12-step meeting for the first time with the help of a friend. No two recovery stories are alike, and no one can say with any compassion in his heart that certain people are doomed, because that is simply not so. I have known fully recovered alcoholics with more than 10 years of continuous sobriety who have had as many as 11 convictions for driving while drunk. That guy, the guy I'm talking about, served six years in prison for his drunk driving and, and, and injuring several people in car accidents, including himself. He serves others but today by carrying this message into the prisons and jails in his state of Wisconsin. That's his way of demonstrating his gratitude. Do you know what his message is? Okay, it's this. If you think you can't get sober and stay that way, think again. Because it doesn't matter what you did anymore. You're here paying the price. I'm telling you, anyone can recover. And if I'm doing it, so can you. So what have we learned here today? We've learned that one, Waiting for an addict to hit bottom before they decide to get help could be as good as a death sentence. Intervention must be considered in some form, whether by a professional or by a well-organized group of family and friends. Two, for those unfamiliar with the thought process of an alcoholic or addict who is unsure of whether they should seek help, a family member or friend should contact an addictions counselor at a treatment center to help understand the path to potential recovery. Number three, Harm reduction strategies are a soft form of intervention, allowing the addict alcoholic to make their own decisions based on where they are and where they want to be. It's a new form of thinking that has helped many communities make life better for all. Number four, the bottom line is that anyone at all can recover. Recovery is for everyone. Many longtime addicts and alcoholics have lost hope that they too can recover. Therefore, we as recovering people have an obligation to share the truth of the matter. And finally, number five, some of the most convincing success stories come from people who hit a very low bottom, survived, tried several times to get sober, and finally succeeded. They show their gratitude by carrying the message of hope to others in dire straits. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.